Welcome to the fourth pillar of play, a Night Shift radio production, where we support your adventure in tabletop game design by discussing, learning, and creating right alongside you. Hello, Talon. Hello, Joshua. How are you? I am pretty okay. You're just pretty okay. I'm coming off of a vacation, so I got to go. So back. you have you have looming work. Exactly. So that dread is starting to creep far off in the corners <laughs> of my eyes. Um, and hello to everybody. Uh, listening at home or in your cars, we're glad you joined us. Or while running, although or it has running. not been running weather. Yeah, not around here. We got we got one weekend of eighty five degree, unseasonably sunny and warm, yeah. and now it's been miserable. Right, but I don't want to speak for the two people in Singapore that seem to download. It, it could be running weather in Singapore for all. I yes. Know. So in Syracuse, New York, it's been rainy and yeah. cold for the end of April. Yeah, for the most part. Um, and today on the show, we are going to be finishing up the Verge Warden. Well, correct? I think we're going to be continuing, continuing along. Yeah. And finishing up might be ambitious. Finishing up is, it is, it is. But, yeah. yeah, so in our last episode, we talked through uh, the story. We did the what is the right. fantasy. Yep. And uh, all of that work, you know, 55 minutes of recording, 45 mm-hmm. minute episode. Yeah. And we ended up with a paragraph, but it's yeah. a good paragraph. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good paragraph. I'm going to yeah. start by reading the paragraph. So in case you weren't on our social media yep. uh, stuff. Uh, we came up with our descriptive paragraph to begin the subclass of the Verge Warden, and it goes like this. Ranger archetype, Verge Warden. The Verge Warden thrives where others lose themselves to mutation and magic, the depths of the Eldric Verge. The Verge Warden embodies a symbiotic relationship with the savage and aggressive wilds of Estorok, bonding with beasts and channeling revergent magic both for defense and attack against the dangers of the world. To be a Verge Warden is to embrace that from which others flee and bend the alien chaos of the jungle to their will. Yep, done. Done. That's it. So just do that, and that's all for today. Thank you, everyone in Singapore. (laughs) So... What we're going to do is we are going to look at another uh, ranger subclass. Mm-hmm. Um, now we could have done one from the player's handbook or now from the SRD that is Creative Com or yeah, Creative Commons. Right. However, I'm going to use one from Xanathar's because it uh, is it represents a a couple reasons. One, they've said pretty much universally. You read enough about it, people say that this subclass is the strongest, best yep. ranger subclass. Yeah. Um. And so, in my opinion, also, it sort of like, I figured it reflected the most modern philosophy towards the yeah, subclass you know, design though for I that do think, class. strictly speaking, publishing-wise, uh, Drake Warden and Fizzbands Was it, would have come after. Yeah. Yeah. It, but, I mean, and that's my favorite one, but it's also generally considered to be the second okay. behind this one. Yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty sure when Dungeon Dudes did it, uh, Drake Warden came in. Um, behind Gloomstalker. Yeah. So we're gonna. So we're gonna look at the Gloomstalker. The Gloomstalker is a ranger subclass that. Um. They. They were. It was basically let's make a ranger subclass that's a shadowy person. I'm, right. I'm a shadow right. stalker basically. Yep. Yep. Um. Which is cool. It just goes to show you how like simple the concept can be. Mm-hmm. So like a ranger that does shadowy stuff. Right. Doom. A verge warden is a is a ranger who does transmuty stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I figured. That's a good way for us to mm-hmm. keep our keep Trans, our North Star. Transmuty stuff. Transmutational stuff. Okay, okay. They turn crap into other crap with a nature slant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So transmuty works. Yeah, transmuty. We can put that in our SRD. Exactly. <laughs> so um, when designing a subclass, one of the things we looked at is that there are features that pop up at specific level intervals. Mm-hmm. And for a subclass for the ranger, those are at third level, at seventh level, at eleventh level, and at fifteenth level. Mm. So that's one, two, three, four, four times 
Really? Is that it? Yeah, four times. Yeah. You receive a feature related to your subclass four times. So when we think about designing our Verge Warden, our transmutey stuff, mm-hmm. we are thinking in terms of a progression of four steps. Okay. So I don't know. Should we work backwards? Should we work forwards? What do you think? Well, I mean, so it's interesting with the Verge Warden specifically because part of, you know, so when you're not getting, um, you, you know, when you're not getting a subclass specific, you know, um, bounce, you know, these things you're talking about, um, you, they're usually, you know, adding more spells or right. something like that. And I don't know, I mean, is it, I don't know if adding more spells is the most ideal with these. I don't know. I feel like being more opportunities for, you know, utilizing revergence. Yeah. So like, if you think about it, at third level, you get your first subclass feature, which in general, um, a lot of them nowadays replace the primeval awareness, Mm -hmm. which is in the um, player's handbook. And they do the expanded spell list. I like the the using the expanded spell list because this is going to be a very, I think of it as sort of a spell heavy. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, ranger subclass. Yeah. So then at fourth level, they get their normal ability score improvement and they get a fourth level uh, ranger ability. Um, they get an extra attack at fifth level. They get a favored enemy and natural explorer improvements at uh, sixth level. So all these things build with the subclasses really well. Um, and then seventh level, you get your art, your ranger archetype feature. Then you get another ability score improvement. Then you get land stride, eighth level, 10th level, hide in plain sight. Um, nature's veil. So it's like a whole bunch of uh, stealthing options yep. in nature, which again would gel with any yep, thing we do. One, yep. And then at 11, you get a whole bunch of stuff. And then at 11, you get your ranger archetype feature. At 12th, you get an ability score improvement. Then you can start doing vanish and favorite enemy improvement and a ranger archetype uh, mm-hmm. improvement. And then, you know, 15 to 20, who cares? Right. Who plays 15 to 20? Nobody plays 15 to 20. Right. Not commonly. Not common. No, that's not true. But archetype wise, ranger archetype, you're done at 15th. So whatever is the biggest, baddest thing we want the Verge Warden to be able to do, we want to lock it behind level 15. It's locked at level 15. <laughs> so you won't ever get to use it. And that's the thing. I and don't that want. That is frustrating. It should be think. really cool. Yeah. But what I want is I want it to be also really cool at third level. Right. That's why I wonder if your revergent skills don't, if your features aren't essentially your revergent skills improving. Exactly. Yeah. So. And then maybe we reserve Talon Cats to be like um, an Estorok specific feat. It could be, we could make, you know. And then instead of that ability score, if you want your Verge Warden to be. Because you could also, isn't, um, yeah, because Beast Warden is the Beast Bond, right? Yeah, you know, honestly, I never looked closely at it for some reason. Okay, well, yeah. you you talk about that for a second. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, I just wasn't as interested. But once you, once you, you know, I looked at them and I was like, yeah, this is fine. But now it's something else I manage. I always felt like the animal companion options within 5e never get you know, like a lot of, you know, the dungeon dudes, it doesn't really get to the fantasy. And uh, Jeremy Crawford said the same thing. You know, you have these different things, but you don't get to use that fantasy part. You know, you know, you, you have an animal companion, but I want to be, you know, Dritz with, was it Guinevar? Yeah, Guinevar. Guinevar. It's, yeah, Guinevere, only yeah. not. Right, yes. So, you know, so for those who don't know, Dritz is the, you know, the famous drow ranger from the Underdark 
who came from a time where, oh my God, gas pee was good. Um, <laughs> and you know, how could he though? Cause look at, look at him. He's dark and scary. Um, but he had, he didn't have an animal companion, but that he was is not able... the stated opinion of the fourth pillar of play podcast. <laughs> we are mocking no. that. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely. Um, but he had a, a, a small animal token that he could summon for a limited matter of time. He has this really cool black Panther. And when people want a beast, uh, you know, a, a beast companion for their ranger, that's what they're thinking. I got to have this right. thing that can fight with me, but it, it's, it, the beast companion tends to be very limited. It can, you know, you have to sacrifice your movement. I think like it can dodge unless you, you know, it, it's just not as fun. Yeah. I have to give up too much of what I'm doing to make it do something. So the, the beast master companion, it's yep. something you get at third level when you take the archetype. Yep. You gain a beast companion that accompanies you on your adventures and is trained to fight alongside you. Choose a beast that is no larger than medium and that has a challenge rating of one-fourth or lower. So Beastmaster is like low. Yeah. Because we need to look at Beastmaster and we need to look at a Paladin's Mount. Yep. Add your proficiency bonus to Beast's AC, attack rolls, and damage rolls, as well to any saving throws. Your beast obeys your commands as best as it can. It takes its turn on your initiative. On your turn, it can verbally command the beast where to move. You can use your attack, your action to verbally command it to take the attack, dash, disengage, or help action. If you don't issue a command, the beast takes the dodge action. This is all pretty standard. Mm-hmm. If you're incapacitated or absent, your beast companion acts on its own, focusing on protecting you and itself. Um, yeah, and if your beast dies, you attain another one by spending eight hours magically bonding with another beast. So we can do something like that. The talent cat is definitely more powerful. <laughs> Right, than a CR one fourth medium creature. Right, they really want your animal companion for Beastmaster to be a wolf or a, a deer. Right, a wolf or, or a maybe badger. A, a hawk. Exactly. Yeah, this is a, not... a realistic animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I'm going to look up paladin and look if their mount. What does it say for a paladin mount? Because I know with the beast paladin that was another or i'm sorry the the beast ranger some people didn't i know generally object to the idea that um you can just replace it that it dies and you meditate and it comes yeah back. you just take take a take a minute and like i've, I've bonded so much i'm gonna sit and reflect on that and you know but it's funny because you sound like it's not like there's anything in, in anything that you just said that you can't say that you restore its soul to another body and now you have the same one if that's a hang-up you know you oh, could man, just i can't find anything about the pal i thought the paladins had something built right into them for a mount but maybe i'm wrong I mean, you know, and here's the thing, as cool as mounts are... Oh, because there's a feat, Mounted Combatant. Okay. Combatant. So let's look at the feat, Mounted Combatant. See if I can find it here. You are a dangerous foe to face while mounted. While you are mounted, you aren't uh, incapacitated and are incapacitated. You gain the following benefits. You have advantage on melee attack rolls against any unmounted creature smelling you. You can force an attack on a target at your mount to attack you instead. If your mount is subjected to an effect that allows it to make a dexterity saving throw, you two take only half damage, but instead it takes no damage. If it succeeds on the saving throw, and only half damage if it fails. So that's just like if you have a mount, right. like your DM has allowed you to have a mount. So does the Talon Cat mount, or whatever other mount we have, mm. maybe you can level up what kind of mount you have, and at 15th level you can get one that flies, just like a Drake Ward. Right, yeah, and you'll never make it there. You'll never make it there. Well, you'll hardly ever make it there. Yeah. You'd only make it there. I mean, you only make it to fifth level if the literal planned intention from the beginning is that you make is it to you 15th, make it to 15th level. level. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. All right. So that's the first The first challenge here is where does the talent cat fit in? Because we know yeah. that a whole big part of this is figuring out that this is a mounted, this is a, this is a beast master amped up. Mm-hmm. Maybe is it possible to maybe balance it out that a talent cat mount isn't as powerful as the monster that you face in the jungle possibly we could also say that you get a talon cat um 
cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it can just magically grow. As and it has to it has to grow with you. So you have to hit a certain level, and then it'll be. Yeah, and it yeah. starts as medium. You can't ride it at first. Yeah, that's probably the way to go. Yeah. So well, you, similar to the Drake companion progression, because that's essentially what happened. Well, and but if you think about it too, the Drake, the 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 Verge Wardens are a specific sect. Mm-hmm. They are. It's not like you know Joe Schmo from the Blacksmith Son goes off and says, "I'm a Verge Warden now." Yeah. Uh, they. It is kind of tied to that whole idea of the monk, and that you you go to a school, you go to a training area, and you are trained yeah. by Verge Wardens to become mm-hmm. a Verge Warden. Well, maybe the progression. I, so when the Drake goes from being what he starts off in the Drake Warden's case, um, he starts off as dog sized, essentially mm-hmm. big sized dog, and then gets bigger and bigger as things go. But he's magical. I'm, I'm literally summoning from I don't know the Drake Warden plane, right? Like exactly. he would just he could disappear and come back. So if I go up a level and now for whatever reason for that level he's bigger, okay, fine. That's I. It's it's still him, but I put his soul in something. But whatever. I mean, there's ways to flavor it. Well, with ours, the more the Verge Warden explores the Verge and becomes one with Revergent Magic, they are they are transmuting the world around them. Yeah. Offensively, defensively, they can. Some of that magic rubs off on their cat, and their cat expands. The bond. It's you know the bond with the Talon Cat. You know manifests the Talon Cat larger. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what I was And we should for. have a list yeah. of different, you can have like the following, choose from the following. Yeah. A Talon cat, a this. I yep. think the one of the trade-offs should be it's not as easily replaced. I agree. Yep. So. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't like there being a large portion of your features that can be taken away. This is the same thing with like the whole idea of a paladin. Well, you broke your oath. You lose all your abilities. No. Right. So you there needs to be a path for you to get a new Talon cat. Mm-hmm. But... It needs to not be... It needs to be a little quest. It can't be it eight be hours. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, you just sit I there and... I found a you, new one. You sit there and you dream up this lifelong companion. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, they, we could definitely come up with something. Okay. That'd be a note to write down. Is so, Talon Cat, it progresses through. I think you should be able to ride it sooner than 15th level. Yeah. yeah. I think... So, if we have what? We have 3rd, uh, 7th, 11th, and 15th. I think you should be able to ride it by 7th. Yep. Seventh level people can ride a horse, right? You can well, ride and one of the primary reasons too that that works out riding it being at a higher level is if you fall, you have a better chance of handling it, right? Yeah. So well, and we can use all those same SRD rules for you have to act on your turn, you have to mm-hmm. use your attack, your action to tell it what to do. That's those are the good balance things. Okay. Otherwise, it takes the dodge action, all yeah. that. That that language is built right into the SRD, which is Creative Commons. We pull that language. Mm-hmm. Bob's your uncle. Sure. Okay. So that's Talon Cat sort of taken care of. Let's talk about Transmuty stuff. Right. Because he's like a, what do they call it? Is it a, is it a gish when you're a swordsman and a mage? I think there's a word oh, they use for it. I feel a, like a gestalt a, character? Maybe, but I, think they, they, they short, I think they shorten it. Yeah. A gish, I remember, what did that phrase used to mean? A gestalt character. Yeah, because I feel like four-sided die. He does a lot of theory crafting, and I swear he maybe maybe the dungeon dudes called it a, a gish for short. But they're kind of like that. They're melee-ish, but they're integrating the magic into what they do. It's Gestalt big... characters were when you mixed two different classes. Yeah, it basically, okay, was okay. Uh, the old term for multi-classing. Oh, okay. You were okay. a Gestalt character. Okay. Because when I first came across it, it was specifically referencing basically a fighter magic user. Mm-hmm. Game qualifies at two different classes at the same time. Yeah, which is really basically what these are. It's what a lot of classes are. Yeah, a lot of them are. They're just they're just mashups. Yeah, they're, they're remixes and mashups. I just feel like the Verge Wardens bring, uses their magic and their melee 
they're they just seem closer tied at least in my mind sure uh, well yeah I, I they are offensive transmuters yes they're yeah. battle transmuters yeah and that makes them awesome that makes them really cool yeah. i still want to play a ranger but i hear you. i know you would yeah play around. okay so revergent magic mm-hmm. mycelial floral faunal bestial mm-hmm. mycelial floral faunal bestial these are things that can happen to you you can gain abilities you can channel things uh with uh the revergent rules that we have drafted yeah and you can first gain boons and then start to gain banes and then it slowly slips into more banes than you can right handle. yeah it, it can so one of the first things we could say is that a ranger has some sort of advantage mm-hmm. on revergent rolls yep so right from the very beginning that's early you have advantage you get exposed to iliaster bit by a revergent monster you have advantage Mm-hmm. on that roll you can re-roll your revergent roll yeah um that automatically is going to be a cool thing you can do right off the bat mm-hmm. so can they should we have them start defensively um, should they start defensively and it then, would that would make sense i would think from a training perspective yeah. so uh, if you're a defensive transmuter first mm-hmm. and then as you level up you're an offensive transmuter and we can basically line these right up with spell levels to figure out where yep they should yeah, we could fall. use that same trick that they were So at level about. three, you mm-hmm. get a Talon Cat. Yep. It's a cub. It is a, like the Beastmaster Companion, and there'll be a stat block for it. Yep. You also get advantage on Revergence Rolls, mm-hmm. and you gain the ability to um, use Revergent Magic defensively. Now, both of us in our stories did this thing where they had a token. Yeah. Or I know that I know that technically the one can also be used as fetish, and I always, for some reason, liked that. Mm-hmm. Like they have a, it's like an idol or a fetish, mm-hmm. but it's not technically the same thing because it's a, just a piece of it. Yeah. So they have a, a token, yeah. um, a revergent token, and it's one of those four things. It's bestial, mineral. Yeah. Oh, I left out mineral. Yeah, mycelial, mineral, bestial, floral. Oh, that's because I'm doing bestial and faunal, which is ah, stupid because okay. those mean the same thing. It's. I didn't. Catch I'm it sure either. there was someone listening, going, "Why are you saying bestial and faunal?" Somebody. Mycelial, floral, faunal, and mineral. Those okay. are the four. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that somebody would have been you on the way into work tomorrow. It probably would have. Um, <laughs> listen, if my math's right. <laughs> so, okay, so we have uh, tokens now. Do you have access to all four right from the very beginning, or do you pick one? Or so do you it would pick be the one, option is you pick one that you and focus then at the, on. The, the next level you pick another one, and the next level you pick another one, and then you're the master of all four by fifteen. Okay, does that work? Sure. Okay, so you pick one. Boop 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 boop, and you can pick a. You can use it. That, that would be kind of cool. You can use the token, and when you use the token, so say you pick mineral mm-hmm. at first, you can use it defensively. Okay. Yeah. You then have the ability to roll a mineral boon temporarily. Right. Yep. From the revergent chart. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you just use the revergent chart. Um, I'm going to do a temporary boon. I'm going to do a, a stone stone arm. It adds one to my AC. Yep. Cool. And then you do that. But you only can... That's the thing. You can only hold these abilities for one round. If You you can hold it for longer, but if you hold it for longer, there's a chance you end up... You'd have to roll... You gain a level of revergence. Yep. So, all right. So then, so a third level, you gain your first revergent totem. Mm-hmm. You can use it defensively. I, I guess maybe the defensive offensive thing is not going to work. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of how I would use it offensively. You punch someone with your stone fist. Oh, okay. Or you turn them, you can turn their legs into stone to slow their movement. Okay. okay. You confer a bane 
from your revergent chart. Right. Onto and them. if you use revergence on them, are they then also susceptible? Yes. To the revergent uh, well, I, effect. That, huh. Hmm. It feels like they should, but then could you spam someone with right. revergence? Yes, stuff? because if someone's having a rough night rolling, you're gonna like. I mean, I mean, it seems cool. Yeah. So here, so that's sort of I don't know. That's but sort we, of what I'm again. Thinking. This is probably something we also have to revisit revergence again. We too, do have because to re- we have to know how you know how hard is that. So say we do do that. Well, how much have we? You know, how much is that person screwed? Right. You know, we, I don't really remember exactly. Now, most of the time you're going to be fighting monster stat blocks. So who that you're, cares? Yeah, that you're taking until they're dead. Yeah. Um. So there's that. There's definitely that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're not usually, unless you're, you yeah, know, you're not usually like dueling someone or. I know if you were, unless matters. you're fighting like an NPC that was a recurring NPC. Mm-hmm. But there is the ability for even NPCs and things like that to go out in the world and get revergent reversed. Right. So that's a, there are ways. There are definitely. Well, one of their abilities is eventually going to be the ability to re- reverse revergence. Right. Yes. So, for sure. Like at fifteenth level, they should be able to reduce or heal someone's revergent role if it's not too advanced. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I that's really gonna. So it's gonna really depend on having that really fleshed out boons and banes charts. Yeah. The minor boons. And then... Which was so long ago, we forgot. I know. We can't use boons and banes. We can. We can't. No, because that's what they use in Shadow of the uh, Demon Lord. We can still use it. Okay. It's just a general term. Yeah, I guess that's true. We're using boons and banes until we come up with something better. Right, because I don't think we're going to. We're probably not. Because it really works. It does work. You used to care. I do. (laughs) I'm trying to convince myself, Josh. (laughs) All right. So, okay, whatever. Who who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Boons and banes. Yeah. I'm going to call them goodies and baddies. That's, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Boo-boos and bam-bams. <laughs> okay. Um, if that's better to you. Then. Yeah, so we, you can pick from the minor boom-booms or the minor bam-bams. Winners and losers. Yeah. But so at what point, so I'm assuming at third level, you can, so we could do this. At third level, you can only use them defensively. Mm-hmm. You can do things that affect you, but you can't do them offensively. But then at seventh level, you gain the ability to do them offensively. And that's... And by seventh level, is that the next time you get a, a ranger feature? Okay, that that would make sense because if you did stone on third level, defensive stone, and then by seventh level you can do offensive and defensive stone and, and mycelial yeah. now defensively. And what if I say, because that's what I was wondering, like can you do like it takes like a l- couple of levels before you can then turn it to offensive? Mm-hmm. And by offensive, I literally just mean you can apply the banes to someone else. You can make it happen elsewhere. Exactly. To something else. You right. can make it happen elsewhere to something else. I don't necessarily think, yeah, uh, one of the abilities might be at these levels. Here's some other throwing stuff against the wall. Mm. The ability to do it from a distance. Okay, yeah. Because at first it should be up close. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and then increasing range. So that by 15th level, you should be able to affect yourself with major boons, mm-hmm. affect someone else with major banes, Right. And undo revergence. So we do Susur want to work from the top. Yeah. So you, and you you you've mastered all four. Mm-hmm. So you have all four major boons and minor boons and yeah. major boons and major banes. You can do it at a distance. You can ride your talon cat. And should you should immunity to revergence or is that too is that a bridge too far? Um I mean Paladins get eventually immune to disease and stuff like that, immune to fear. And yeah, I think that seems all right. Why not? Again, what level would you get immunity at? Fifteenth. Yeah, by the time, yeah, you're you've been you've been eating and drinking this stuff. You're I know you're mainlining you're like, it at this point. You're like that's my secret. I've yeah. been yeah. slowly poisoning myself with Iliasta for the right. past fifteen years. 
to the point where I'm no longer poisoned. <laughs> um, yeah. So if we're bringing it to the table, um, so say, so like uh, third level, you could, I don't know, touch someone. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go to my, my story idea, my story where I had, sure. at one sure, point, sure, sure. there was a point where my Verge Warden would transmute, I don't see how would that even, anyway, turn the ground into like mud. So an ability, this will be an yep. ability that's not on the Boons and Banes chart. Mm-hmm. The, the Verge Warden the Verge Warden, uh, Verge Mastery, or something to like, we'll call it like that. Yeah, okay. Where you can affect a five foot area and you can transmute a natural substance to something into else. a substance you have token mastery of. Okay. Yeah. So, for instance, if you choose stone to begin, mm-hmm. that's fine. But if you are trying to break your way through a wall, you can only turn it, the wooden wall into stone, which is right. not very helpful. Right. As opposed to where I had turned it into a plant. That would be if you chose faunal at the So they can smash through it. Okay. Or floral. Floral. And then you could turn a stone wall into plants. Yep. So that is just going to be a feature, which will go on one of those levels where you can do a five foot by five foot area, Mm. and you can transmute a natural substance, and we'll have to list wood, stone, plants, fungi. Um, You shouldn't be able... Honestly, mine was kind of... In my story, was kind of silly with the changing mist into stuff. Um, But my story also was changing ropes. Right. So should it just be like things that are not metal? And you shouldn't be able to... You can't turn a person into stone. Right. So Although that's that's on your expanded spell list. Right. So that is the Firestorm rules. So DC's Firestorm, he can affect... Right. He can affect everything except organic materials. So he can't turn somebody's But he also can't turn a plant into stone. Correct. He can't. That's oh, true. Our guy can. Yeah, that's true. Or girl. Or them. Or them. Um. Hmm. I don't You're right. 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 Yeah. Right. Right. So. So we can't make a hard fast rule like that per se. Um. But we could just say you just can't affect. I would say that you can only affect things that can be found in nature. So like, uh, but metal. Metal is part of mineral. Yeah. Can you just say you can't affect any... Or can we just say, we could just, honestly, we could just say you can't affect metal. Okay. Metal, for some reason, is immune to this. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Or living it, flesh, unless you use a different ability. Yeah, I mean, we just, yeah, we just write that in. That this feature, which we'll call, you know, reversion Trans- transmutational stuff. I came up yep. with a cool word for it just a few seconds ago, which I forgot, but I'll be able to know it yeah, when I listen recorded, back. recorded, yeah. Um, that'll be one of our, our features that they get in addition to stuff. Okay. At yeah. their different levels. Okay. I feel this is, I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah, yeah, no, it's I'm, coming, I'm it feeling is coming together. really good. Okay. Let's co- let's talk about some ribbon features. Okay. So ribbon features are things that are um, not super combat mechanical. They're exploration. Mm-hmm. They are um, role play. They are things like that. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that just jumps right off the bat for me is that you should have the ability to navigate the verge easier. Mm-hmm. Yep. So like advantage on survival checks when in the verge. Yes. That's like simple. Yep. We can sh- that, that's That's it. So you have advantage on survival checks to not get lost in the verge. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do something like the primeval awareness where you can sense, a, like almost like a paladin, do I sense any fey, fiend, undead, or celestials? Mm-hmm. Do I sense any revergent monsters? Okay, yep. This really does push to the forefront. We do need to come up with a revergent monster template, a thing yep. that can be slapped on top of just throw it on top of everything. Yeah. yeah. So you can detect revergent monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other role? What are some role play stuff? Well, I mean, I liked. I mean, the primeval awareness, the imp- essentially improved primeval awareness, was a thing I liked. Um, they don't have to. Doesn't have to sell or break anything. 
Just like a little cool thing. Oh, I mean, I like them. For instance, your Drake Warden slowly starts to take on the features that make him look like a dragon. They start to grow like scales and stuff, don't they? Um, I don't, is, or is that just me? I think it's it, that's just would be a good idea. Oh, um, I thought that was written right into it that you slowly start to take on draconic. Uh, well, so you're features. able to resist the same things. You you start to gain the same types of resistance that your Drake Warden or that your Drake your has. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of them being able to communicate with the Verge itself. Commune. Yeah. Some sort of a commutation. Yeah, so they can kind of get an idea, like a vibe. Communion um, with the Verge. Um, you know, I haven't really thought of too many of these. I just have been so focused on combat or. Well, that's why I want to like take some time to think about them. So yeah. you, oh man, it's maybe you a bit, maybe you gain the ability to help plants grow. Sure, you know, you gain the ability to give a boost to plants that are growing. You can do. Yeah, I mean, say you use a tree, um, and you. I don't know. You 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 go to do. You take a piece of you take a piece of a uh, center of a tree and you make a five foot piece of it stone. Mm-hmm. You know because you're I don't know you're going to use some spell that pushes them back and you want them to hit the the stone or something. Right. You know uh, maybe you can you know a little thing is you go back and you fix that for mm-hmm. free. You know you don't leave the tree with like a or or maybe your transmutations aren't permanent. Yeah, they're not permanent, so you go back. Well, there's no... Or maybe that I don't know. No, no, because they wouldn't like, be permanent. Because like they would, you wander they through a village revert. and you're not in the verge, mm-hmm. but you wander through a village and their crops are dying, so you can yeah you can help the crops grow or you can make flower. It's druid craft, basically. Yeah. You're going to get the druid craft cantrip, right? Um, <laughs> okay. So, which just is like it's like prestidigitation for naturey people. Yeah, that works. I make flowers grow and stuff. Sure. I don't know how often you do it. But again, well, for role-playing purposes, for, again, for role to playing be like purposes, a thing that it's like, can cause... Well, it's, it's like... Oh, not prestidigitation. Oh, what's it called for divine casters? It's called... Um, so you have prestidigitation for divine, then the cantrip that... Oh, it's right on the tip it's of my right tongue. It's right on the tip of my tongue. So I'm going to look up cleric cantrips, and I'm going to... The minute I see it, I'm going to go, ah, uh, here's the go. The, the cleric cantrips are... Boom. It, it Thaumaturgy. Gosh darn oh, it. Oh, you were thinking thaumaturgy. Okay, yeah, so you're just booming voice to make it, yourself... I As a paladin, I used the crap out of thaumaturgy. Probably in a broken way, because we always ignore that it has... Com, you know, you have to actually like cast a spell. It's not just... You can't just make your eyes glow. You have to go... Oh, and that's then your right. Eyes you can glow. do all that magic You yeah. make your eyes glow. You can make your clothing smolder. You can make your voice boom. You can make the earth tremble. It's basically all um, preacher stuff, like supernatural oh, preacher stuff. That's funny. And I used the crap out of that as a paladin. <laughs> Boy, I'm really stuck on trying to think of these little flavor things for it. Yeah. Hmm. You should have a, maybe a feature at some point. Well, uh, no, because advantage on... St- we don't want to overlap with the stuff that you get normally at Ranger levels right and they get advantage at like on hiding and stuff like that and movement mm-hmm. um maybe we have enough maybe yeah i mean because they are still so okay so a person who would play this is going to be inherently and i know we are very few and far between kind of drawn to rangers anyway so sure. all the other trappings that come with ranger are already there and you can use some of these but the reversion if you can make your hand into stone mm-hmm. temporarily yeah that's a role play thing right there right well you know um, and an exploration thing oh it's closing i turn my fist into stone and i stick it in there you got six seconds you're gonna hold it for another round okay right. make a revergent roll yeah yeah i mean because yeah i guess the abilities then in uh, you know themselves have all kinds of yeah I, I, yeah they have all kinds of potential so then we have to kind of lay these out mm-hmm. c- 
compare them to spells at similar levels. We'll just use the wizard. Mm-hmm. So the, yep. the ultimate spell casting cast. At what level can the wizard cast this spell? Okay, our ranger, it kind of lines up level-wise. Um, we have to pick our expanded spell list. Mm-hmm. And for expanded spell lists, it looked like we pick a third at every level. Third, fifth, ninth, thirteenth, and seventeenth. That's This is how they've been expanding the primeval awareness. Okay. Third, fifth, ninth, thirteenth, seventeenth. Pick spells that wouldn't normally be druid spells or ranger spells. Right. And they get their expanded spell list. Yeah, primeval awareness versus divine sense. Primeval awareness is like for miles, right? Something like that. Yeah, it's it's that's it. You're the ranger. Yeah, I think it's you get quite a range on it. Um, but yeah. And then at some point, like I said, at some point when we expand Estrak out into like, oh no, there's also tundral areas that people from the peninsula don't even know about. Mm-hmm. And there's entire different civilizations there because yeah. this world is so frogging huge. Right. So we can, we or anybody using it can come up with whatever setup they want. Exactly. This, yeah. I want these all to be able to be themed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we don't have this. The one thing we have is we don't have a water aspect. And in a frozen area, a water aspect would be cool. The ability to do stuff with ice. Yeah. But at the same time, water in D&D terms is one of the four elements, is it not? Yeah. I mean, it would be. So we're not doing stuff with dirt. We're doing stuff with stone. Yep. Right? Oh, this is going to see. It's going to. We need to not think about it too hard. Yeah. Because it's going we'll to just start, leave it with what it is. We're and trying then to apply a logical. We, exactly. Yeah. And then someday, you know, when we want to expand out, like you said, in and these this other is all regions. Version 1.0. Right. One, and, so. and then someday, if you want to expand in new regions where water suddenly becomes relevant, then we just make water relevant. Yeah. You know, but for now, it just hasn't factored into either of our vision for this. So we just leave it. Because I don't want people being able, I don't want someone, this is thinking about cheesing. I don't want to mm-hmm. be able to transmute water because I don't want someone to be able to. Uh, I touch the orc and I transmute all of the water in its body to stone. Right. I don't. I don't want this. Wor- I generally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want it working on like a molecular. I don't want to turn it into a science experiment. Exactly. And so, like, that's why I think if we stick to the Boons and Bane's chart, mm-hmm. that makes much more sense. Yes. Yeah. And then leave it up to a DM to rule of cool it if they want mm-hmm. that to happen. You know. And it'd be cool because it, maybe maybe it's not. You don't pick one. Maybe it's a roll. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You can pick for yourself, but when you use it offensively, it's a random roll. Yeah, that'd be fun. You, okay, and what are you going to be able to do? Uh, okay, I got to roll a d12 because everything was d12 for that. Right. All right, I got a nine. What's that? Right. Oh, uh, for a major bane, for a nine, um, they can't see or speak anymore. They're blind. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could just weaponize the actual reversion effects. Exactly. Yeah, that would work too. And it's temporary mm-hmm. um, unless you use your action to maintain concentration to hold it. Right. Oh, that could be good. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have to, or maybe your action or your bonus action to hold it, which then would force them to make revergent rolls on their own because they're gaining revergent levels. Right. And if they were familiar enough, it might make them turn their attention to you and maybe turn their attention off of a compatriot. Right. Oh, shoot. This is for the Verge Warden behind me, and he's like turning me into moss. Right. I got to get at him because. Right. And now rolling against revergence, does that create a disadvantage for them in a combat situation? Um, I don't know. We have to revisit the reversion rules. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I wonder if now they're going to break their... So if they're doing a spell and you hit them with reversions, they have to roll against reversions. Does that... Do they have to roll against concentration as well? I would, well, I or mean, does it just Because concentration it? is pretty much static at damage. Yeah, okay, that's... I mean, I think that that's, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, that if they take damage, yes. So none of this stuff appears to be like damage dealing. Yeah. You're imposing banes. Yep. To then coordinate with others to fight better. Yeah. You know, oh, you've made it so they can't run away. That's that's good enough, because now you can hit them with advantage and you're doing a crap ton of damage. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. That is good enough. So we also don't need to be like, you reverge their flesh and they take 10 points of damage. I, mm. Let's just stick to like imposing the conditions. Yeah, that does make it simpler. Then it also means all we have to do is clean up revergence. And and then we've got our toolbox for our verge work. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. Also, that toolbox will come in handy when we come up with our nullimancers too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So everything hinges on revergence. That is, I mean, after, that, that's what we said we would call the book if we ever made it into a book. Yeah. It would be revergence. Yeah. When we make it into a book. If it'll it manifest. It'll manifest if we just <laughs> think about it hard enough. Yeah, exactly. Listen, summer vacation's coming up and I have a mm-hmm. lot more time to do copy text. <laughs> so I will dedicate, you know, an hour or so every day just writing Estrock and revergence stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I work harder. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Just so anybody who's into computers, if you think going to the school, working for doing IT stuff is like, hey, I get summers off. No, you do not. It's the hardest. It's the hardest, the busiest time because no one's around to bug you. So you have to do everything. So much work done. (laughs) You would have been really proud of me. I completely cleaned the entire library desk area and got rid of all the junk papers that have gathered up. It is pristine. Right. So it's ready for new junk paper. Well, no, it's ready because now then I'm got most of the books put away. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to be moving into uh, rearranging several of the different book sections. So I'm thinking here, you know, I, for those of you who don't know, as you approach the end of the school year, mm-hmm. I don't want there to be a giant list. I want I want to be able to walk out of that library on the last day of school and have it be ready to go for next year on day one. Right. Yeah, I get that. And no messy shelves. So mm-hmm. that's that's the goal. Yeah. But you know uh, what my other goal is? What's that? Write all this stuff up well, and post go. it to our website mm-hmm. at some point this week. Now this episode will come out in two days. Right. No, we do that. We do this so many months in advance. Yeah, no, we don't. We do, we don't. No, we don't anymore. It's, it's it's Saturday evening. Though we are, um, I, I didn't get to talk to Todd yet, but I did talk to Hrodwolf. Yes. Um, and so are we done with the subclass? I feel like we've got enough stuff here to at least get a draft down. Okay. The only thing left to really like kick around is mm-hmm. what spells. But we can write a little. When I write, we'll write a little article for the for this episode. Yeah, I don't do an article for every episode, but I haven't right. done any for a while. But I'll do one for this, and right. I'll talk about how what we thought when we picked the different spells. So, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had kind of created an opportunity when we were playing at a local bar, right? Um, and we were, you know, I'd spoken with a local group called the um, uh, Bank Alley Social Club, Jamie, lovely. Yep. Um, and she was really interested in us kind of doing a takeover of their various events that go on, including uh, D&D. You know, and I, I proposed an idea that I had kicked around before with a, 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 a D&D adventure that takes place in, you know, using local breweries as the floor plan. Yeah, fantasy theme them yeah, in just, the story. And, but then, yeah. and then kind of keep them so they're in like the, you know, maybe what, three hour range, hopefully, you know, two, three hour range. One shots. You got to have a really simple story. Yep. And it's literally going to go in, um, kill things, get out kind of stuff. And um, I, Jamie liked that idea. And then I put forth, and then she put forth the idea, well, why not make it like a four-parter? So you could do one and then go to another place and you know, kind of encourage people to follow the adventure from a place to another. Um, and I said, yeah. And I said, well, wouldn't it be great if we, you know, maybe we could do some episodes of the podcast where we are formulating it with the DMs. Right. Um, and oh, that is something we want to do. We want to yeah, collectively then, write the adventure, and I, I think that would be fun. We could have Todd from Super Pod Hero Cast. I got that right, yep. right. Yes, you did. Super Pod Hero Cast. Um, and Rod Wolf, who we reference all the time. Yep. Um, and just kind of sit down with the four of us and kind of flesh out a, a an adventure, and maybe we can. And I've got some great books for like developing quick adventure. Yeah, I got Mike Shea stuff, and yeah. Because I think ideally, if we could maybe, if we can manage it this week, it'd be kind of neat to have that as be like one sit down thing and break it into parts. So we sure. can just have a, 
train of, but you know, it's just a matter of nailing down time with Todd. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so that's something we could look forward to. Well, Todd and I also have to plan a fantasy-themed Marvel game right? that we're going to be running for our, a friend's birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah. When is that? Uh, sometime in June. Okay, that'll be easy. I'll help you the with that. The panic in my eyes is like, ah. I'll help you with that. I got lots of little Marvel minutiae I can help you with. That. I know, but don't don't say any of it here because... No, I know. They could be listening. They could be, they could be listening. They could be. They could be. All right, everyone. But I think that, yeah. friends, is going to be all of our time for today. Mm-hmm. So, hey, thank you, Josh. And yeah. thank you to all of you for listening and supporting the show. For more information or to pursue the peruse, not pursue, you can pursue it and you can peruse it. Yeah, you can pursue it. And you can do both it. of those things, all of the drafts, at our website at www.fourthpillarofplay.com. Uh, is that all spelled out? Oh, it is. It is. It is, it is. all spell spelled it out. out. Okay. Don't use it for Where you can also like, follow our messages on Twitter or Instagram. And hey, everyone, thank you so much. Have an excellent week. And we look forward to creating more with you.